0: I pray for the peace that passes all understanding to just envelop the house today as we talk about being fruitful in every good work. I would ask this morning if you would take your Bibles. There's Bibles in the pew if you don't have one. And I would like the church to turn to this passage of Scripture together. It's really important. I want us to see it. I want us to read it out loud together together. I want the message that the Lord has put in my spirit today to kind of sink into our hearts because if there's ever a day that we need the good work of the Lord to go forth, it's this day. So if you turn to 1 Corinthians, go to the middle and then to the right a little ways. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, and I want us to read together today. All right, let's read this together, if we can get this done. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, it starts out, "...that you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to His glorious power, unto all patience, longsuffering, and joyfulness." giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of life. That scripture would preach till midnight. Just this passage of scripture, it wants us to be faithful in good works, and then the the scripture goes on to say, increase in knowledge. The message today challenges us to please the Lord. What pleases the Lord? what pleases the Lord is that we have a work, and what pleases the Lord is that we increase in the knowledge of God it also it pleases the Lord if we are strengthened in His might, not in our might but in His might. It also pleases the Lord if we're patient. this is the part of it that I'm not too happy with it's the it also Pleases the Lord if we can be patient and if we can be long-suffering. Today I hear people say, I had this problem and before it got over I had this other problem. And this is the kind of like the day of Job. It's just, just things upon things upon things upon things. And God is speaking to us that he wants us to be fruitful in every good work. And I like it because he says every. We don't have to be like one another because so-and-so is that way. We don't have to be that way. Whatever work it is that God calls us to do, we can be fruitful in it. So it says that we might be strength, uh, strengthened with might. And why? Because of his glorious power. You feel um weak today. You feel like everything that comes against you just... Saps your strength. But we are Christians. We are full of Christ. We have strength. We have energy. We have power. We have might. Do I get an amen? amen. <laughs> Help us, Jesus. Now, might means a lot of things. I might go to the store today. I might kneel at the altar this morning. I might pay my bills. Might has many, many explanations. So I had to search through a whole paragraph of Webster to find the might I want. And the might that I found is that it means power and it means authority and it means extreme power and authority and it means energy and it means extraordinary then it gives a little expression and it says it's a resource uh, it can be a resource by a group of people like the armed forces okay so you take the army the navy the marines the coast guard whatever else that I mean the what did you go to honey air force Take all of them together, and one man is mightier than them. And that is our mighty God. Now, we say we have a mighty God, God, and then the next minute we have a tendency to whine because some little thing happens to us. So I want to encourage the church today to be fruitful, and I'm, I know that there's a lot of expressions of being fruitful. And I, but I'm going to give you the first and foremost and simplest. And it's what Jesus said. <coughs> the disciples came to Jesus and they said to him in John six twenty eight and 30, <coughs> they said, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Is that not a powerful question? Do you you ever have that question in your mind? God, what could I work that it would be a work of God? The church needs to rise up in their brains and start to think about spiritual things and think about the Word of God and think about what these things mean. They're not just words. So they said to Jesus, what what can we do to do the works of God? Verse 20, 29, (coughs) Jesus answers them. And he says, this is the work of God. I want you to see this, church. This is the work of God. One little statement, that ye believe on him who he sent. So this morning I have a lot of things to say to you. But most important is, if you believe in Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and I trust every one of you do, if you believe that, then you are doing a work of God, because Christ lives in you, and he is exemplified when you go out into the highways and the byways, and they see your Christ-like life. So that's the first thing I want to say to you. But I see other ways of being fruitful. There's spiritually fruitful. There's physically fruitful. And don't forget this one, church. There's giving fruitful. These are the essence of how we can please God. So 1 Thessalonians 1 says, He remembers without ceasing our work of faith. There's a work. How many of you have faith? Well, some of you might think you don't have faith. But the very fact that you got out of bed today and came to the house of God and are here to worship, you have faith. Otherwise, you couldn't have got up. You just laid there and turned over and just, you know, you have faith. You go to the light switch and you turn it on, you do probably have faith that the light will come on. So, you see, all we need is a mustard seed of faith. That's a work of God if we have faith in Him. So there's a labor of love. There's people who love Him, have compassion. They show that love. They show that compassion. That's fruitful work. In this passage of Scripture, um, James one twenty-two, he talks about being a doer of work. Now, I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know you know this, but there might be a little bit of truth here that I could cause to be explosive in your spirit. James says, a doer of work. In this passage, he says, be ye doers. I want you to see this. Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. A doer of the work, this man shall be blessed indeed. There's doers of the word and there's doers of work. And all these things are fruitful for the kingdom of God. So when we talk about this, there's people that bear fruit that you don't see. You know, they're bearing fruit, but you don't see it. See, you see me bear fruit because I come here every Sunday and preach. So you see me. I try to bear the word of God. I try to bear fruit. So you see me. There's people in our congregation that is bearing fruit for the kingdom of God that you don't see. I'm going to talk about that. There's Leonard, Leonard Betcher. He is constantly in this house, cleaning, doing all the work that most of us don't want to do. And you don't see him, but he's fruitful. He helps us in this church, and then he goes to another church, and he helps them. The Peters, you see them, but you don't see their work because you're not here on Thursday when they're out in the yard and doing the work to make our church look beautiful. So I I hope I don't miss anybody, but you don't see Jody very often. Sometimes she comes down with communion, but you don't see her getting it ready. And you don't see her cleaning the cups after church. And you don't see her all through church that she sets up there and works the PA and John. You don't see them, but they're bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. You don't see Linda and Dawn when they show up at 6 o'clock every Sunday morning and start preparing all the things that they do in the CD room and get the CDs ready, and after church you can go there and say, can I have a copy of that? And after they're here before anybody, they're here after everybody. That's that is fruit for the kingdom of God. Well, we have, we have a college team you don't see. They work here periodically all week. We've got Betty, and we've got Toy, and we've got Tammy Kappelman that comes from another church somewhere. And these people come and work. You don't see them. And Loopy, yes, Loopy. I, I was afraid I might fit, forget somebody, but just wave at me. Loopy's very faithful. And so you got those people that you don't see. But I read you the letter today of how the Word of God is going forth. And that Word that went forth, that man is now preaching it to others, and it will go forth from there. They were talking about being fruitful in every good thing. Oh, yes, of course. I'm getting to Denny. So we have workers that you don't see, but God sees them. And they are doing a good work for the kingdom of God. Now we have the food bank ministry on Thursday. You're not here Thursday, so you don't see this. But Beverly's here. Leonard's here. And Julie's here, and they're here, and they take care of the people. People come into this house. They get food, and they minister to them. It's not uncommon for Leonard to say, can I pray for you? That things goes on in this house on Thursdays. And we're thankful for your giving that makes that possible. Now, <clears throat> so we have a lot of workers that you don't see. You don't see the prayer team. If a church doesn't have a prayer team, it will not survive. So you don't see the prayer team, but every Thursday, Tuesday, thanks for all your help. Every Tuesday, early, 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 their prayer team gathers in this house. You don't see them, but they're here. And the prayers go forth. And you wonder why this small church, the doors stay open, the offerings are good, and and how we can do what we do for the kingdom of God? Because prayer goes on in this house. And the amount of people that come is is a good percentage considering the side of our church, the size of our church. So those are people that you don't see. Did I get everybody? Now, there are workers who give. You don't see them. Nancy. Nancy does the bulletin. I forgot you. Jesus. Well, how many like the bulletin? How many appreciate it? So thank you, Nancy. Yes. These things go on. Nobody knows. They pick up the bulletin. They like it, but you know. They didn't see the labor behind it. And Denny, he works with Nancy on the bulletin. So these are things that you don't see. You don't see the tithers. You don't see the offering givers. You, you, you don't see them. But God sees them. And the Bible says in Second Corinthians 9, 7, Everyone according as they purpose in their heart, let them give not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. Cheerful means we should be just jumping down the altar with a smile on our face and giving our offerings to God. The God Bible says, God is able to make all grace abound toward you. I'm talking about the givers that we don't see. God is able to make all grace abound to you that you will have sufficiency In all things, and you abound to every good work. I just never even thought about that. When you tithe and when you give your offerings to the church, you are abounding in a good work. Because it keeps the lights on, it keeps the house moving, it keeps the preacher here, it keeps everything moving. And you're abounding in a good work. Verse 9 says, If you dispersed abroad, some of you give to the nations. Some of you give to the orphanage. Some of you give to Israel. It says, if you disperse abroad, if you've given to the poor, your righteousness remaineth forever. It says you will increase in the fruit of righteousness. Now, let's talk about who you do see in the church. You see the ministering team, the singers, the musicians, the pulpit leaders, the Sunday school leaders, the teacher. You know, I'm a very blessed pastor. Because what you don't see about the people you do see is that they arrive here very early on Sunday morning in preparation to minister to you. So we're talking about being fruitful in every good work. You might think uh, when you rise up at 6 o'clock in the morning to come here and do CDs or when you rise up to get here at 8 o'clock to be in leadership or when you're scrubbing the toilet, you may never think that that is a fruitful, good work for the kingdom of God. I want to energize the body of Christ today. I want you to be energized in who you are in Christ and how you can give gifts and please the Lord just by living your life in Christian as a Christian There's always more workers needed there's always more opportunity God continues to bless this house because of the workers because of the givers and because of the fruit that goes forth from this house Now this is really funny because I had this vision this thought of a tree and it had pears and oranges and apricots and plums and 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 grapes and all sorts of fruit. And I thought, how is that possible? One, one tree with all that fruit. And the Lord made me to know that there's only one tree, and that's Christ. And we are the fruit upon that tree. And all of us are different in our fruit to God. It's important, church. God calls for workers. He calls for those of faith. He calls for those of giving. He calls for those of physical strength. He calls for those who will pray. He calls for all sorts of things that is good fruit. The scripture that I read to you and that we read together, it says that we might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work. I asked this question a a Sunday or two or three ago. Have you ever thought, how can I please God? How can I please God? Do you ever just sort of sit down and you just love him so much and he did so much for you and you just want to please him, be fruitful. Be fruitful. Do what Jesus said. Show forth the fact that Christ lives in you. Not just in the marketplace where you have to be nice, but in your home with your family, you know, with those that really know you deep. Be fruitful. Be honorable. Jesus said, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he hath sent. When you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you please God. Some say, well, I believe in God. Did you ever talk to anybody? And they say, I believe in God. But there's only one way to the kingdom. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So believing in God is not enough. Pleasing God, pleasing God is believing in Jesus. Well, what is the work of a believer? The hearer of the word. Second Thessalonians 2.16. Our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which hath loved us and hath given us everlasting consolation, which is comfort and hope and grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Word and work. See, back at Colossians, he says, I want you to increase in the knowledge of the word. When you increase in the knowledge of the word, you please the Lord. Now, that increasing in the knowledge of the Lord is is not just reading your little devotion. It's setting apart a time to read a passage of scripture, to study it, to meditate upon it, to see what it is that the Lord wants to say to you. I tell you something, church, God is establishing his people today for the end time. He's establishing us in this wickedness of our government and this wickedness of the profane uh, laws that they are making against God. He's establishing us. How are we going to please him in the midst of a corrupt generation? How are we going to please him? The only way we're going to please him is increasing in his word and increasing in work and bearing the fruit of righteousness. Not just ambling along, saved out of the pit of hell, but walking in his grace and his mercy and pleasing him. So much is going on in the church world today. They love to dance. They love to shout. They love the lights. They love all of the entertainment. But listen, when the lights go out, where is Christ in our life? How do we serve Him? How do we trust Him? How do we have faith in Him? How does He help us in the decisions of our life? How is He so important to us that He is ahead of all things in our life? What are we teaching our youth today? That it's just a party? Christ suffered and bled and died for our salvation that we might please him, that we might increase in his work and we might increase in his word and we might be somebody who loves him and trusts him and depends upon him and never makes a decision without him. There's the physical work, church. We got people in this house that do physical things in his house. Well, the Bible talks about this. It says he sent the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the teachers, all those people we see them. But then in 1 Corinthians 12, he says there's helps, there's governments, there's administration, and what do they do? They supply The want of the saints, and they're abundant in thanksgiving. We don't see that. We don't see all the administration. We don't see the things that go on behind the scenes. So I'm not saying today that unless you get up here, unless you're seen, that you're not fruitful. Just living your life for Christ, having a spirit of Christ in you, giving, being faithful, Increasing in the word, these are the fruits of righteousness that will last into eternity. Because when you bear this fruit, you will disperse abroad to the poor. When you bear this fruit, you will do what Jesus did. Now, Jesus is our greatest example. And the Bible says in Acts 10.38 that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, and he went about doing good. Do you think Jesus was fruitful? So here's what he did. First of all, he went about doing good, like we're talking about here today. He not only went about doing good, but he fed the flock. He fed the people. He healed the sick. He preached to the people the, 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 on the day on the mount, um, the Sermon on the Mount. He did all manner of things. He went about doing good. You can go about doing good. You can portray a a word of hope and never have to say the name of Jesus. You can see somebody in dire necessity and you can lay a hand on their shoulder and say that you're praying for them and you did the work, a fruitful work. I don't think the church of Jesus Christ is considering what kind of fruit we are bearing for the kingdom of God. Because if we're born again, if Christ lives in us, and if we show that he lives in us, then we're bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. That's the greatest fruit of all. And then there's the physical, and there's the spiritual, and there's the ministry. There's all those things. But more than that, Jesus said to his workers, says, if you want to please God, believe in me. I mean, believe in me. The decisions that you make, believe in me. The heartache that you bear, believe in me. Be patient. Be long-suffering. Increase in my word. That's what you can do to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Jesus was fruitful in every area of ministry. He discipled the twelve. He fed the one at the well. He fed the one at the well, and a whole city came to Christ. So you might not think you're important, but your fruit of righteousness will bear fruit for the kingdom of God. And the Bible says that it's everlasting, whatever fruit that you do. Most importantly, church, let's talk about giving. There's no greater gift that can ever be given that measures up to Christ's gift of his life. And so when we withhold from our tithes, we don't appreciate the gift of eternal life. And it's all in the Bible. I've preached it. You know it. God asks us to give a tithe unto him of our increase. And it's important, church, that's a place where you can bear fruit. Maybe you don't get up and preach. Maybe you don't clean the yard. You know, maybe there are reasons why you cannot do that, but you can bear fruit in your giving. Now, the fruit is precious if it comes off the top. The fruit is precious if it's the first thing that you give to God. The problem of, a, of, of Christianity today is they want to take salvation. They want to take healing. They want to take all the gifts of God. But they don't want to give what out of the abundance of their heart. Because let me tell you something, church. Every dollar you get, God gave it to you. Every dollar you get is God's. And when you give back to him, he rejoices. And you are a fruitful giver. It's important. So Jesus doesn't ask us to give without him first being a giver. And he gave himself that we might have eternal life. And we give that we might promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. So Jesus' exhortation to the church today is, if you believe in me, do my works. If you believe in me, manifest my life in you. Jesus' exhortation in John 9, and I believe this is the exhortation for this very day. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day, because the night cometh when no man can work. And one day we will stand before the Lord, and he will declare our works physical, spiritual, mental, giving whatever it is. And there we will find out if we have been fruitful in our life toward Christ. This is important, church, because the day is upon us. The night is coming. You know, right now, I know you don't appreciate Trump, but right now he has released some spiritual things for us. You know, I was told... Before the election, letters came in the mail, said you cannot say anything in the pulpit. I mean, we have freedom of speech, right? But you cannot say anything in the pulpit about government. And he released that. I can say whatever I want in this pulpit. So he's said some good things. But on the other hand, there's evil coming down the tube. And the night is far spent. And the day is at hand that we need to be Fruitful. Whatever it is that we want to do for God, we need to be fruitful. We need to consider God before anything else. How many know that we're just caught up in all the activities of our life? I can't say that enough, church, and I'm so guilty. We need to think more about spiritual things. And we need to think about being fruitful. Do I go about doing good? Do I go about showing Christ in my life? Do I give? Do I work? Do I, do I care about spiritual things? Do I have faith? Because God is going to require that at us, of us when we stand before him. And everything, if you read James, everything that didn't work well, with the right attitude, with the right agenda, is going to be burned. Everything that we've done will be burned if it isn't done for the right reason. So let us consider this. The night is coming when we cannot do anything. The night is coming. The day is coming that we will stand before the Lord. If he doesn't come in rapture, how many know we might go through the grave? But we will be there and we will stand before him. And I say to the church this morning that, God calls for us to be fruitful in these things, in prayer, in word, in work, in giving. God calls for us to be fruitful. I have to evaluate my life and I have to know, did I just be fruitful because I preached? Or will I be fruitful in those things that nobody sees and nobody knows? Because I want to be fruitful for the kingdom of God. And today I'll close with this from 1 Corinthians 12. You know the scripture. It talks about the excellent way. We don't think much about excellency today unless it's a job that we want or a paycheck that we desire. Let's think about how am I excellent before God. Scripture says the excellent way. It says you abide in faith, hope, and charity. Does everybody know that? And so we embrace love, we embrace work, we embrace giving, and then that chapter ends with everything greatest is charity. So if we love God, if we love Him, we'll be fruitful. If we love Him, we'll be faithful. If we love Him, we'll give Him more thought than we give to ourselves. If we follow after him, the promise of Abraham is available to us. And do you know that promise? Genesis seventeen six. I will make thee exceedingly fruitful. How many want to be exceedingly fruitful? Just all you need to do to be exceedingly fruitful is to increase in the word to increase in patience to increase in long suffering and to increase in joyfulness we are not a joyful people if we were a joyful people people would be wanting to know what makes us joyful and then Jesus is seen in us we say Well, I'm joyful because I got this job, or I'm joyful because whatever. How about if we say, well, I'm joyful because Christ lives in me. He is the hope of my life. He is eternal. Do you know him? We are a blessed people, and I'm a blessed pastor, and we are a fruitful people. We are a tree bearing many fruits for the kingdom of God. And I love you so much, and I appreciate everything every one of you do. If you just come to church and smile at me, I appreciate you. I appreciate the amens. I appreciate everything. And I appreciate your giving that keeps our house open. And I appreciate your faithfulness to the house of God because you're bearing fruit for the kingdom of God. When you go about your duty, just remember And when you go to the food bank, when you go to the yard, when you clean the toilets, when you work in the office, when you show up for prayer, let it be in your heart, I want to please the Lord. I want to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. Because if you do, your righteousness will last into eternal life. And you'll stand before the Lord and you'll hear him say, well done. thou good and faithful what? Father, we thank you for the gifts today. We thank you for the power of your word. Help us, O God, to be fruitful in the things that you've called us to. For this we give you glory, we give you praise, and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen.